Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or are dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we are your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we are stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Do you like to cook? Nope. Scratch. Nope. <laughs> Do you like to eat? Son, I didn't get this way by not liking to eat or knowing how to cook. <laughs> Are you a chef? And you never trust a skinny cook. I agree, man. I <laughs> well, agree. I don't know. You can trust me. I'm kind of skinny for my size. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's just tall. He's just, He's just tall. tall, yeah. Just tall. Hey, welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors. I'm Bill Cooper, and with me is... Frank Cox, Smoker Builder Manufacturing. And Cody Lucas, Outdoor Vigilantes TV. I, I tell you, I've never met an outdoorsman yet that's not just a voracious eater, because we all know you eat more than outdoors. Well, yeah. And it tastes better now. I don't know what Absolutely. it is. Boy, you yep. get a hunger. Right? Absolute yeah. truth. Well, we've got an interesting topic today, and I'm sure all you outdoorsmen will love it, and you can relate to it. It's called Campfire Cooking with yeah. Frank Cox. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of my uh, most favorite things in the whole world is cast iron, number one. You know, oh, being, oh, oh. being a barbecue guy, you know, you... It's not just, you know, a smoker and some wood and some meat, you know, there's That's a lot more, it. <laughs> there's a lot more to it than just that, you know, uh, I'm learning you, that. you, you're, you get happy when you're cooking. You know, oh, that's, that's the biggest thing. And uh, one of my biggest passions has always been cast iron. I, I like old cast iron. Nothing tastes know. any better than something prepared yeah. in a cast oh, iron skillet. You know. And you need oven. to take care of that cast iron almost as much as you do your oh. beagles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and uh, campfires and, you know, you uh, just having a pot of coffee going, if, whether it's percolator or if you're like me, you got the old dripolator kind of coffee. You know what a dripolator is? Sorta, sorta. <laughs> I so you know what I do when I'm camping out, man. I got one of them big old blue enamel pots, you know, and I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. And it, it whistles. It's huge, gallon. Yeah, it'll whistle. But quite often, I just grab a handful of ground stone in the bottom, let it boil for a while, and then you can crack an egg and drop in there, and all them grounds stick to that egg. Oh yeah, that's a good way. I've, I've actually seen that, you know, a few times. But the old dripolators is where you boil water. Off to the side. Uh-huh. By the way, 203 is the exact temperature that you should boil your water to if you're doing it this way. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a dripolator. Dripolator is usually aluminum pot. My, the reason I like those so much is it's got really nothing to do with the coffee other than my grandpa had a 30 cup dripolator, and that's what we drank coffee Cox, out of. Cox, I knew you were a fancy pants. <laughs> I was well, watching how red know. the rock got underneath my pot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know no 203, but it could. The cool thing about it, though, is it's got a little strainer basket on there, and it's got a little t- tin on top of it. You put your grounds in this thing, and then you pour the hot water up in the top, and it goes through there, and you wind up with this nice little layer of mud at the bottom, right? And that mud, is it, you just get this flavor out of that coffee that you don't get nowhere else. But, uh, you know, so like anything from coffee to, uh, you know, just frying some fish or whatever in the skillet, taters, onions, it doesn't oh. matter, you know. Oh. Even What biscuits. do you want to cook? 
Biscuits huh? in an iron skillet. Oh, absolutely. Skillet. Oh, grandmother yeah, made biscuits. cobbler, man. Oh, it, it's got a taste of its own. Something in that in that iron skillet or yeah. that iron cookware, just there's nothing like it. Absolutely. But yeah. but you raised a little ire in me here for a competition. I see a coffee cooking competition coming up. Oh, yeah. Can I be Chuck the judge? Wagon. I want to be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you some stuff here that I really like. Now, there's a, re- there's a gas station chain. I have no idea where this came from. I, I, uh, what are you looking at there? This is a little tiny cookbook. It's one of them gotchas in the line at the cash register <laughs> at the gas station. We've all been there. You know? and, and I've got some family and friends from Texas, and I think that might be where this came from. But there's a, there's a, rest, there's a convenience store chain down there. It's the largest convenience stores in the world. Is what it really? is. Bucky's. Bucky's. <laughs> B U C dash E E apostrophe S, right? And this was one of those gotchas in the line at the. Uh, actually, I got two of them here, but this one in particular is Texas Chuck Wagon Cuisine by Evan Moore, is the is the author of the cookbook. Sounds good. And, uh, they're, any, and they're bound to feed you great, you know, big portions in Texas. Everything's bigger everything. in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, Texas. yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is there's not a whole lot in this little book. It's just, it's just about Chuck Wagon cuisine, you know, authentic Chuck Wagon and contemporary Dutch oven recipes inspired by traditional Roundup fare and contributed by prize-winning cooks. Right? Ah, that's always good. Only thing is, they don't tell you who cooked what. <laughs> in the, in the thing. So, There's a reason for that. But yeah. so we've always had this thing. So it's not just cast iron. It's it's. I like to make the things I cook in sometimes, right? And we had these things. So, I've seen you do that. Yeah, yeah. Like our, you've you've ate actually out I of some have. stuff that I've built, but the. Uh, there's these things called discadas, and and where that started out was down in the southwest. They took the plow discs off the track. You know when they would change them out, they had these plow discs laying around. Well, we got to make something to eat with on the ranch, so they plugged a hole in the middle of the disc, and then they set it on top of the campfire or whatever, and they would cook all kinds of stuff, fajitas, things like that. That was a precursor to the wok. Yeah, yeah, totally. They, <laughs> exactly. Before the, the Chinese beginning. come up with it, yeah, yeah, the beginning. So so I got exposed to this kind of cooking about 10 years ago from a dude down in New Mexico. And, uh, you know, we started making things like, you know, all kinds of stuff, fajitas. and But we came up with this thing called dirty eggs is what we called it. And dirty eggs, we just called it that because it's too. just everything in the skillet, you know, it doesn't, or in the disco. We called them discos later. We right. quit saying discada, but you throw everything in, whatever you got Chorizo. left over. Chorizo, oh, sausage, oh, whatever yeah. you got, you know. And uh, we called them dirty eggs because we was cooking in a plow disc. Well, this is a spin off of that whole scenario there. So one of the things is is that you know when you want to pack light when you're when you're out, you know you don't want to have to have a whole bunch of stuff, a bunch of dishes, a bunch of junk like that. So the thought is is that I want to cook it all in one thing. Just get one skillet, cook it all in there, have enough for everybody, and be done with it. Right then you got room to pack all the stuff you need around it like the eggs and the bacon if you need bacon or something always and um so anyway uh this particular recipe here i want to expose you to is a, is actually a more traditional spin on dirty eggs and i didn't i didn't know this thing existed before i got this little cookbook i think it was one of those deals like you get for christmas you know with you, instead of getting the the little coffee cup set you know that you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. The little box thing that you don't know what to get somebody, so you get them this little thing from Walmart. Yeah. Wait a minute. I get what? them over the years. Wait a minute now. Great. Are you saying my wife didn't like her yeah. Christmas presents this year? Well, I don't know. But, uh, 
I'm but, hurt. But uh, <laughs> this particular thing is something that you can cook with, you know, just like just a small amount of stuff, right? And it's a one skillet dish called migas. What? Say that again? Migas. You got to spell that. M-I-G-A-S. Migas. Okay. I'll read you what it is here. It's this Mexican dish is popular on ranches throughout the Southwest and as a one skillet dish is well suited for chuck wagon cooking. Oh. Migas. You guess migas. Migas. There's something interesting about this is that it doesn't have any meat. Uh oh. Which which threw me for a loop a little bit. We're gonna change that. We'll throw some rabbit. Well yeah. So how about a goat? Hey. (laughs) You'll have to cook your meat on the side. Okay. Okay. So to go with it. But you gotta have Anytime you're cooking like this, you got to have tortillas handy. Oh, love tortillas. You know, fresh, fresh you got to have them. Yeah. So this particular thing here is like a, a scrambled egg mixture, but it's got a lot of peppers and stuff in it, some salsa, some cilantro on top, some cheese, and uh, some tortilla chips crumbled up inside of it, which did something interesting to it, to me. So uh, anyway, I'm going to read you real quick because you can't see it right now. You'll have to get on my profile at Smoker Builder on Instagram. And I have posted a picture of this recipe on there. But you can see it here. Four eggs, one tablespoon of water, one tablespoon of salsa, one tablespoon of bacon drippings. You got to have that around. Bacon grease is the first ingredient. Quarter cup of chopped green or red bell peppers. Quarter cup of chopped onion and you don't have to measure just chop it up you know quarter <laughs> cup is about a half hey, a onion, that's like reading you know? instructions no yeah <laughs> a pinch of this it. and a pinch of that but for those of you that thread the needle here half to one fresh jalapeno minced you can leave the seeds in or out doesn't matter to me 12 to 16 tortilla chips or so half a cup of grated cheddar or monterey jack and two table teaspoons of minced cilantro wow sounds incredible so, man so the first thing you're going to do is get the iron hot, the skillet hot. Now, there's a certain temperature hot. You don't want, like, if you keep your iron skillet seasoned, which we can talk about seasoning and caretaking and all that on another episode. Absolutely. But uh, if you don't want, like, you want to make sure that your skillet's good and seasoned before you start this thing or everything's going to stick to it. If a good seasoned skillet is better than Teflon. Like, you don't need Teflon. So uh, make sure your skillet's good and seasoned. Little bit of oil in a pan, bacon grease in this case, and you don't want to get it too hot because if you get the skillet too hot, it's just gonna everything's just gonna mess up. So, you know, I always used to say like on a flat top, we want to be about you know two fifty on the on the surface temperature. You want to cook them slow, and you're gonna go ahead and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and heat up the bacon drippings and we're gonna throw our veggies in. They're all minced up and chopped. Throw them in there. You're gonna get some really good smells of going wherever you're at. You know, try not to eat it. Oh, man. I can already smell it. <laughs> That's why I'm usually the camp cook. I get to eat <laughs> as I cook. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But so uh, you're going to saute them. You're going to get all the veggies limped up a little bit. I like to go a little past that because I like to get that caramelization going on the on the onions a little bit. Then you're going to – your your eggs are already cracked, and you're going to chop them up, you know, whisk, whisk, whisk them real good with a fork. Pour them in there and stir them from the bottom of the skillet. Now, this is the most important thing with anything eggs is you got to scrape the skillet. Mm -hmm. If you don't scrape it, you're going to have this crust egg at the bottom of it, and it's going to mess it up. So scrape and just kind of keep it flipping. Try not to get in a hurry. But whenever that, what you're going to do is whenever that, uh, those eggs are about a minute from done, they still got some liquid, toss them corn chips in there on top of the eggs, 
and you're going to go ahead and mix those in and get everything stirred up and then throw the cheese in there. And then all that's missing is the tortillas. Wow. Sounds like an incredible meal, man. So, and my plate. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can throw some stuff on top. Like, that's what the cilantro is for. You know, just kind of sprinkle a little bit. bit on there. It looks awesome in the skillet. And people waking up, you know, you already got a cup of coffee or two in you. And the skillet, you know, full of eggs is done. And everybody's waking up. Maybe there's some bacon sitting on the side, Son. you know. And I can and, uh, vouch for Frank Cox. I've dropped by the <laughs> shop enough time and had this meal several times. It's always fantastic. Yeah. So dirty eggs version of this would be like, I like to start with, uh, you know, chorizo for sure. You got to get your chorizo done. And when chorizo is cooked properly, there's there's a lot of, there's you know, it's real fatty. And so there's going to be a lot of, lot of fat that's in there just sitting as liquid. Got to keep going. You're not done yet. Let that, let that, uh, it'll just kind of dry up and stick to the chorizo and you'll get this, it'll be real, like almost crusty. The chorizo will, you throw that in this game on, I mean, (laughs) you know, just a little salsa. Oh, you're killing me, man. (laughs) I tell you, tell you what, you know how to do it, Frank, but I got to tell you, you're after the heart of an old black lady that used to live down the gravel road from us. Mm -hmm. Uh, we call her. Aunt Genevieve and all us boys in the little farming community, we would run up and down the road in front of her house just to get the smells that came out. We actually trade Miss Genevieve uh, carp for cookies. Oh, <laughs> that's the honest truth, man. She loved carp, you know. And but Miss Genevieve made a statement one time. Somebody made a mistake to ask her about a recipe. Boy, it insulted her. She says. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really did insult her. And she says, Cooks likes religion is. Some selected and some's ain't. But rules don't no more make a cook than sermons makes a saint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's some sage wisdom there. Oh, absolutely. I actually put that, I could, could never remember her last name, and I actually put that in the Outdoor Celebrities Cookbook I did in 1999. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. What a great lady. Yeah. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us here on Living the Dream Outdoors. We're sitting in a beautiful location at Westover Farms, man. Oh, of, yeah. Out of Steelville, Missouri. Uh, I'm having trouble. These boys are wanting to move in. <laughs> <laughs> and but, when you walk in here, you're like, man, I could live here. It's beautiful. Oh, no doubt. Rustic. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they'll will adopt us. This could be the home of Living the Hand Dream Outdoors Hugh podcast. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Big moose. Our eyes are fireplace. Getting, yeah, we're big enamored to walk here. In. But fireplace hey, big enough to walk we're living the dream, right? We are living That's the dream. Fact. And That's folks, we, we encourage you never ever give up on your outdoor dream. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast 
as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and Stitcher.